0: Thank you, Pastor Rose, for your kind words of introduction. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. I must acknowledge the leaving me alone up here, <laughs> but as I, I must um, acknowledge the tremendous contribution of our musicians with such splendid coordination of their musical instruments. They know how to make the instruments talk and to celebrate the name of Jesus. Thanks, too, to the group for singing with such meaning and expression. Indeed, our hearts have been lifted heavenward. I missed you this morning, but I'm glad you are here. I'm very happy, too, to have my, my other son is at the other church, Cooper City, the, the, coordinating the instruments there. <clears throat> I have with me my other son, Daniel. Let's wave to the brethren, Daniel. Thank you. And I also have my sweet, precious wife. I call her sweetheart. Amen. Let's wave to the brethren. Thank you. Wonderful. They are the wind beneath my wings. I'll be with you, as Pastor said, for the week, starting today, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sabbath again, when we speak to the couples on Sabbath. I'm excited. I can't wait for that moment. But, of course, today we talk to the singles. Amen? Amen. Loving Father, come by and speak through me to your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Will you please turn your Bible with me to the book of Genesis chapter one, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. The image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I like speaking to the singers. Because... You are filled with potential. (laughs) You are filled with promise. You are filled with destiny. You can write the next decades of your life I like speaking to singles, for in your hands lie the power to create happiness or sadness for the future. You can make the decisions starting today that will determine the rest of your life. And I came by with a passion and a burden to direct you and redirect you in the right path based on the word of God. And so I came by to share with you today that your singleness is important to God. It is the most important phase of your existence. Your singleness. Even to God, God is so concerned about you that your singleness is so important. God did not make married people, He made them single. And the Bible here reminds us, for God created man in his own image, in the image of God created in him male and female. God made them single. And God is saying, you can do a lot with your singleness. First of all, let me speak with those who You don't know what the future brings. You may be widowed, you may have been divorced or separated. You're still single, never been married. And you may say, well, you know, marriage is not for me anymore. Well, first of all, let me say, it's never too late for a shower of rain. Amen. (laughs) But the key for you is to occupy. Be the best version of yourself. Be the best that you can be. And we have all the examples in Scripture. The Apostle Paul. He was sold out to Jesus. Darkest got busy living a life to honor God and serve humanity. Jesus, towering heads and shoulders above them all, came. He says my meat is to do the will of him that sent me did you know friends that our principal purpose in life is to serve god to know him for ourselves and to make him known Amen. Yes. Amen. one of the things i learned pastor even in the in the space of social media and internet marketing is that if you want to succeed even with internet marketing don't seek so much to make money as you should seek to serve people and when you serve people then the money will follow the resources will follow but our aim is to find God first for ourselves and then to serve humanity yeah. 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 serving humanity and so God says I make the male and female single and so friends what's the most important part of for building construction is the foundation is that right The foundation. The superstructure is built based on the foundation. And so while you are single, it's time for you to invest in yourself. There are some who treat with scant regard the period of singleness and they say well you know i just want to get married forget it and they are misdirected and misguided i just want to get married it doesn't matter but friends let me share this with you today that who you are as a married person is dependent on who you are as a single person As a matter of fact, did you know that almost all the problems in marriage are singleness problems? The problems were not created in marriage essentially. No, they are essentially singleness problems. And so this is why I say to folk, before you even get married, you should focus on who a person is as a single person. For it is good singles that make great marriages. You see, no miracle happened at the altar. The preacher does not just wield a magic wand and then you are transformed uh, from a man into a great husband. No more do you become a great husband at the altar, no more than walking to the garage make you into a motor car. (laughs) When you walk to the garage, do you become a motor car? No walking to the altar does not make a splendid wife or husband it's all who you have been as a single person and so marriage does not improve your singleness it only reveals it so well i don't care about my singleness no 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 marriage only reveals the kind of single you have been The strength of your marriage depends upon the foundation, which is the quality of your singleness. And so for those who are thinking seriously of getting married one day, first of all, let me talk, about, let me talk to those who are just single, because some say, well, you know, Pastor, marriage is not for me. As I said before, do your best. Make the best of your life. Is that clear? As I shared this morning, I talk about the four P. uh, I shared an acronym. The four stages, the four components of attractiveness. And this you will need even if and when you get married. The four stages, the four components of attractiveness. I put them in an acronym, P-I-E-S. The first one is physical. That means work on yourself. Amen. <laughs> Dress well. Amen. That's right. Keep your body clean. Amen. <laughs> One man says, you know, use water copiously inside and outside. Amen. <laughs> If you are ill and you have medical issues, get medical attention. You see, you have to get used to doing this while you are single, for when you get married, you need to do it too. You need to continue doing it. I'll be talking to the couples next week, amen. Invest in yourself. So take care of yourself physically. Okay, don't throw up yourself. God knows that even a man, a man is stimulated by sight. is that right? People don't know who you are just by looking at you on the inside, but they judge you based on what they see. Man looketh on the outward appearance. So that's where it begins. So take care of yourself, amen? Amen. Physically. P-I-E-S, I, intellectual attractiveness. Take care of your mind. Be committed to intellectual development, personal development. Ellen White puts it this way. She says that, We should seek always the highest development of our intellectual powers. God does not place a premium on mediocrity. And even when you get married, if and when you get married, you'll need that. For there are some people, for example, who want to marry another person a little more educated than they are. Oh, I want to marry this person and that person, but can you handle that? When they are ready to communicate with you, can you offer reasonable feedback? A lot of our ladies sometimes say, you know, Pastor... You know, it's a reality that we are living in an age where the women, they are becoming more educated than their men. I must say, of course, ladies, you must be compassionate with your men because they are working hard, And many times to send you to school, to pay the bills, while you study. And they would like to advance themselves intellectually as well, but they feel a deep sense of responsibility to pay the bills. So they continue to work these men need the compassion and understanding of their educated wives. For he he works hard while you go to school. And today I want to honor those men. Amen. Amen. But especially now for the men who are not yet married, and if you want to marry uh, an educated woman, Step up to the plate. Amen. 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 (laughs) Go to school and learn something. If you can't go to school, oh, this is the age of YouTube. Amen. You just sit down and study yourself to to the heights, to the summit of intelligence and education. It's the age of YouTube, you can learn almost anything. There's a friend of mine, for example, he lives in Pembroke Pines, we went to school together in Jamaica, and Rossi, young lad. I didn't see him for many years. He has a big company down there in Miami. I said, how did you learn about computers? That wasn't his focus in school. He said, YouTube. (laughs) He's doing very well today. You can learn anything online, amen? So men, step up to the plate. When you marry that woman who is more educated than you, she wants to know that when she's ready to communicate, you can keep up with her, it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yes. In other words, she may get frustrated if she wants to strategize and she wants to to plan and to and to predict and to establish a program and to and to intertwine her knowledge into, in, in, into what she has learned and to be pragmatic and you know and you cannot keep up with her, then learn something too, amen. Yes. Don't say, well, it's my lot. (laughs) I'm not that type. When you get married, one of the things about marriage, marriage should change you for the better. Amen. 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 Marriage should help you to just get better every day. Watch this now. Uh, You should work on getting better, and you should work on ensuring that your spouse is getting better. Amen. The wife is going to school if you are going to school. And you ensure that you both are getting better. That's marriage. And so, I, intellectual preparation and development. One of the great things, my friends, in marriage is communication. You must learn how to be a good listener. You must learn to cease making assumptions and getting the facts. Learn about communication. And the way to do that sometimes is to read good books, amen? Intellectual development. So P-I-E-S. E, let's go to E. E is... Emotional intelligence. As far as a relationship is concerned, a romantic relationship, that is, the most important of the four is E, emotional intelligence. (laughs) That will determine how long and how happy the relationship will be. Your words. How you talk to your spouse? Do you speak with wisdom? One young lady, for example, she and her husband went to the beach. That man was lacking emotional intelligence. At one point, he looked at her when she came from the when he emerged from the water, and he said to her, "You know." Honey, you would look so much better in that bathing suit if you lost a little weight. <laughs> he didn't say that. She got up from the water, grabbed her towel, wrapped the towel around her, went to her car, and she sped off, never to look back. Emotional intelligence, how you make the person feel. In your presence, there are some who are careless with their words. What is emotional intelligence by the way? Emotional intelligence answers the question, how do you make me feel when I'm in your presence? One lady puts it this way, it is not so much of how great you are, but it is who I am when I'm with you. Amen. That's emotional intelligence. How do you make me feel when I'm with you? Do you make me feel like a superstar or do you make me feel like a pea on the seashore? Insignificant and nobody. So, This thing about, for example, demeaning people and berating people and discrediting and verbally assassinating others, it does not work well for marriage or for relationships. For if I know that coming in your presence, I'm going to feel like a nobody, I'm going to turn the other direction. Marriage. Why is it that more marriages are not sweet and wonderful today? One man saw the couple, you know, they were about to enter the car. And they were playing with each other, you know, and laughing and just happy with each other. Then somebody remarked, oh, look at them. (laughs) Either they are still courting or they just got married. That means as though it's not possible to be married and still be happy. Why is it that many marriages have lost the sweetness over time? You know what I've discovered? After 28 years helping couples, do you know why marriages have lost its sweetness and the joy and fun have been hemorrhaged from the relationship? You know why? negative words spoken to each other over time. We call it a lack of emotional intelligence. So P-I-E-S, what's S? Spiritual components, spiritual attractiveness. Spiritual attractiveness means your belief system. What do you hold dear to your heart? Do you believe something or anything goes? You must come to the marriage with something, amen, not just an empty paper bag. (laughs) You have to have something about you, amen, something. If you are married to a man and you are only a yes woman, everything, yes, Yes. (laughs) everything, yes. (laughs) After a while, he lose respect for you. But come to the plate with something be able to offer reasonable feedback. If you're having a conversation, for example, it's like tennis. I hit the ball to you, but the ball is never returned. What will happen after a while? The game will stop. You must be able to offer reasonable feedback. And so, as a single person, you work on these four components especially and let me tell you something now friends when you are attractive you won't worry about attracting another amen there'll be a broad beaten path to you for you for you are a magnet that draws the right person. Amen. Amen. Of course, not everybody is meant to be married. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Some are better off and do well not being married. And by the way, did you know You can accomplish your purpose for God even if you're not married. In other words, you don't need to be married to accomplish God's purpose for your life. And so the first thing is to seek God's purpose. Did you know, friends, that there are three things that we get from God that no human companion can give to us? And this is why our first... Focus must be to be in line with God's will. Yes, right. The Bible says, for whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. God is to be the hub and everything else revolves around him. And if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else will be added unto you. Oh, let me tell you, friends. Ruth. Ruth. was was gleaning in the field. Amen. She didn't have a husband. It was wilderness. But she went, she followed God. She was gleaning in the field, but she found a husband among the sheaves. Amen. If we serve God, goodness and mercy, oh, will be running after us. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The other things will be added. A good wife, added. A good husband, added. You know what amazes me today with some young people? They're not focusing on attracting the right person. I tell my sons, even the way you dress, you should be seeking to attract the respect of the respectable. The admiration of the respectable. So when you live, whatever you do, your focus not just to attract anybody when you're with God you have a true sense of identity three things that we get from God that no human companion can give us number one purpose God gives us our purpose number two or identity God made us in his own image Mm, That gets me excited. In his own image, we're not talking about just the physical component, but we are talking about God himself made, made us with a mind to think and to be intelligent. We are more than just the animals, my friends, just operating by instinct. No, we operate by intelligence. We think and do things. number three god so god we get from god purpose identity and acceptance if god accepts me that's okay i'm so happy that god is not like man sometimes man may write you off but god says i'll never leave you or forsake you i'm always with you Sometimes things happen in your life and you will find no forgiveness with man. Why? Because they don't understand your heart. They don't take the time to listen to your story. They are judging you, misrepresenting your motive, misconstruing your, your, your sincerity because they can't see your mind. But I'm so happy that God, who who sits high, he looks low and he understands our frame. He knows what we're thinking. Did you know that sometimes we may even feel hopeless? It is God who gives us that sense of hope, for God understands. So we find in God our sense of acceptance. he'll take me just as I am (laughs) that's the difference between being a Christian a follower of God and not the man who does not know God things happen to him he looks in the future and it's dim it's dark he looks in the future and he can only imagine tomorrow getting worse But when you follow Jesus, things happen to you? Because God is so great, so powerful, he makes impossible possible. When you are godly, you look in the future, and you can say, tomorrow it's bad today, but tomorrow it will be better. Oh, like Job, you declare, he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's what it is to live in the presence of God. It's always golden, for tomorrow is always better. And so, we get from God what man cannot give us. So work on becoming the best version of yourself. Amen? Now to those who plan to get married, I want to share a word with you. You must evaluate before you engage. Are we together? You must evaluate before you engage. When God made Adam, watch this. God placed Adam in his presence. And nobody knows about relationship than God. Relationship began with him. You remember when he said, let us make man. Let us. That's where relationship began, with God. Let us. Relationship is not man's idea, it's God's idea. And so you want to understand, we must seek to understand relationship from God's perspective. There are some things that God gave to man before he gave him a wife. Amen. For God knows that He must be prepared for relationship. So God gave him a few things before he gave him a wife. What does the Bible say in Genesis? It says that God made man. And he said, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15 to put him into the garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest mess feel it, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of it. There are some things that God gave to man before. And so, ladies, if you are seeking a man, make sure that he has these things before he's ready for you. Amen? The first thing that God gave man before he gave him a wife, because this was before woman came along. God did not make woman yet. God was preparing Adam for relationship. And so God said the first thing, he put the man in Eden. Is that clear? And then he says, he he spoke to man of all the trees of the garden you may freely eat but this one don't eat of it so ladies the first thing that that man possessed that that man must possess before he's ready for you he must find himself in the presence of god amen if he's not in the presence of god think Again, Amen. I speak to many young ladies sometimes who are not say Christians and I think to myself wow, they are not Christians but they are, and they are seeking a man who does not know God, who am I going to factor that into this equation? Because I want to tell them one thing, find a man who loves God and things will fall into place. But how can you make him? Many ladies are trying to make him. You did not find him in Eden. So what many ladies do, they go jump over onto the commons of sin. Trying to find somebody and pull him back to Eden. Come, come back to Eden. (laughs) Find him in Eden. In the presence of God. And that's what Eden means. Eden is not just some geographical spot on the earth. Eden in the original language means a, a, a place where God's presence is manifested. That's where god put e adam and that's where eve found adam in eden the presence of god and if you don't take it seriously you may have a you may spend your entire life trying to tame that man you must be found in eden amen and also he says and put him in the garden to to dress it and to keep it. To dress it here means he, God gave him work, amen. (laughs) Pastor, I can't even believe it. I heard of some men who just sit at home all day playing video games and watching TV (laughs) while the wife is out working. She comes home, the dishes are still dirty. No no laundry done. No floor cleaned. The pampers of the baby are still there. He's sitting all day. He missed the memo. <laughs> God gave him work. Did you know that work is a blessing? Did you know when organs, the organs of a body, when they become inactive, they slowly self-destruct. If, for example, this arm, I wrap this arm for in a in a state of inactivity for one month. And this arm has been in use, doing everything at the end of the month which arm would be stronger this one this one will be so weak i wonder if i still have an arm our body was made for work amen and so god gave us work And so that man, he must... And also, I can understand if the man loses his job. That's different, and he's a hard worker. Here, it's talking about your work ethic, your mentality. Difficult things happen at times. We're not talking about that man who wants to work but have no work. We're talking about the man who says, well, me, I don't work. She takes care of me. I don't work. (laughs) Something is wrong with that. So God gave him work. The next thing that God gave man before he gave my wife, he says, put him in the garden to what? To keep it, which is to, to, to nourish it, to cherish it, and to keep it. Keep it is to protect it. A man's job is to protect. A man protects a woman. Amen. Amen. He doesn't use his might and his vigor to abuse her. No, he uses strength to protect her. Yes. Another thing a man does, God says, to cherish it. That means your job is to cherish whatever God puts within your reach. So when he gives you. A relationship because God is preparing the man for a relationship. <laughs> when God gives you a relationship, your job is to cherish that woman. Amen. Amen. You live your life to pamper her. She wakes up in the morning, you say, sweetheart, just to wake up beside you in the morning. It is sunshine in the room even though the drapes are closed, amen. (laughs) You cherish her. A man must have the mentality of, of, he must know how to cherish a woman. A woman's greatest need is for affection. But the man said, but pastor, I'm not that type, I'm rough. I'm like Tarzan, man. God didn't make me like that. I'm I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I turn over a building, man. I'm rough. When you get married, your job must be to treat your wife with tender loving care the Bible says be kindly affectioned one to another in brotherly love preferring one another you know what that means preferring putting the other person's interests and needs above your own that's what it means preferring one another You're always anticipating her need and thinking how to meet it. That's cherishing, amen. And keep it. And so God here, as a single person, you must must prepare. You can't be inactive. You must prepare for marriage, amen. Also, let me say before closing, what about the woman's responsibility? Does the woman have a duty too? God said... After he took the rib from Adam, made a woman. The Bible says God brought her to Adam. For God to have brought her to Adam, she must first be in God's hands. So, men, you're seeking a woman. Follow God's way. Find her in God's hands. Amen. Amen. There is no way around it. And if we have not yet accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, friends, let me tell you this today. With love in my heart, the only way to true life the only way to real living is to accept jesus in the heart we were not born to offend for ourselves without god we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity without god we are only blundering along We lack wisdom. But when we accept him in our hearts and we say, Jesus, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm tired of making mistakes. Please forgive me. Like David declaring, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Then David prayed, restore unto me the joy, the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. When God comes in the heart like that, you start to proclaim like Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. What a glorious thing it is when we accept Jesus in our hearts. Today, young people, put yourself in God's hands. It's tough trying to live this life by our own GPS it's tough but we have a a God who can help us along the way Amen. Amen. and so today my wife is going to sing this song please my love can you please come she's going to sing this song it's a call to give her lives to Jesus
1: in your hand Feel it beating It's faith you decide By the choices you make So take care what you do Beware where you go Your heart is in your heart to the lord he'll take care of it all your fears your tears your emotions all cares in his hands you're assured you can count on his word trust your heart to the lord If your heart has been broken too many times and life is so empty, you just want it to end. It's time that you send a word up to heaven, living your life in His care your heart to the lord he'll take care of it all your fears your tears your emotions all cares in his hands you're assured you can count on his word trust your heart to the lord God is the answer, He's all that you need. He will hear you, he is near. Give your heart to your emotions all cares in his hands you're assured you can count on his word trust your heart to the lord give your heart to the lord he'll take care of it All your fears, your tears, your emotions, all cares. In His hands you're assured, you can count on His word. Trust your heart to the Lord. Trust your heart. To the Lord.
0: Trust your heart. To the Lord. I recommit my life to God. And say, so Lord. One more time. I want to trust my life. You I want to surrender, I want to submit my family into your charge. Is it your desire today, Lord? Serving you is the best thing I can ever do. I want to trust my heart to the Lord. Just raise that hand. I want to sh- I want to pray for somebody today. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Hands down, hands down. You have not yet accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior. You might be visiting with us for the first time, or you might have been a regular visitor. But today you want to say, I want to trust my heart to the Lord. I want to pray especially for you. Just raise that hand. Not yet a Christian, not yet giving your life to Jesus. I see a hand there. God bless you. Is there another? Is there another? Just just stand where you are for me, please. Just stand. Is there another? You just want to say, "I, I trust my heart to the Lord today. God bless you. I see the hand. Can you stand, please? Let the action follow that hand. God bless you. Is there another? I want to pray for somebody today. Today you want to say, preacher, pray for me. Pray for me, for I too want to trust my heart to the Lord. God bless you. Keep standing. Is there another? Oh, in the quietude of this moment, I want to pray for somebody. I want to trust my heart to the Lord. I want him like David to to just purge me and renew me and give me a new lease and life. I too want to take my stand with God. Is there another that's, that's what you want to say today i want to take my stand with god just raise that hand i want to pray for somebody just raise that hand is there another god bless you is dear another will you sing the last verse of that song for me please the last verse of that song i want to give somebody this an opportunity one more just one more person i want to pray for you today
1: give your heart to the lord he'll take care of it all your fears your tears your emotions all cares in his hands you're assured you can count on his word trust your heart to the Lord God is the answer he is all that you need he tears your emotions all cares in his hands you're assured you can count on his word trust your heart to the lord trust your
0: in solidarity with those who have come and say, I give my heart to Jesus. My pastor, could you please come and pray for us today as we place these wonderful saints in the hands of
2: God. Thank you. We thank you Lord for this moment we spent in your presence. We thank you for the clear word the message that spoke to our hearts and our heads. And we celebrate with those who've responded, who've come forward saying, I'm giving it to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that it doesn't matter what our situation, what our past have been, that you, Lord, you can give us a new beginning. You can restore. You can revive. And so we pray for those who have come. You know them by name and nature. We pray that through the ministry of your Holy Spirit, you'll speak and continue to speak to each heart and lead them in a path that only you can. We continue to pray for those who are wrestling, halting between two opinions, that before this series end, that they too will make a full surrender. We thank you for the preacher. We thank you for his faithfulness to the word. And as we continue in this series, it is our desire that you, Lord, will not only speak into our lives, but that the time that we spend with you will make us better husbands, better wives, better children, Better parents. That this series will draw us even closer to you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen, amen. God bless. Were you blessed today? Come on, say amen. Were you blessed today? You may be seated. We thank God for the preacher. He was faithful. The word. Remember, we continue tomorrow at 7:30 during which time we'll be able to have a QA. and a as you leave, Please, uh, you are welcome to join us there in the, in the gym as we celebrate with our pastors. You can join us in the gym. God bless you folks. Uh, see you tomorrow evening at 7.30. We'll run from 7.30 to 5 minutes to 9. We won't be here for long. You should be back in bed by 10 for the 10 o'clock news if you're a 10 o'clock news type of person. So please come on out. And tomorrow I'll be talking about raising children in a godly way. We'll have a Q&A. God bless you as you go. Thank you.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Plantation's Seven Day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you'd like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.